So daily prioritized romance in marriage keeps the passion alive as it is also keeps the relationship in a dynamic state. You can think of romance as a solution that rust-proofs your marriage. A couple that prioritizes romance as a daily feature in their relationship will never wake up and find themselves emotionally rusted out. Rather, their marriages will quote-unquote shine like new as long as they keep rust-proofing it with romance. Ooh, nice. Didn't you like that? It's not my words. That's uh, those those words come from the legendary Jimmy Evans. So he oh, he's in this space in the marriage space. He's just been he's just been doing the good work of encouraging married couples for decades. Decades. This comes out of one of his books. Um, I think it's one of his latest books, The Four Laws of Love. Yeah. Anyway, I was just kind of actually we're packing up because we're getting ready to move. Praise God. Maybe we'll share the story at some point. But <laughs> we're not moving far, but um, a little bit more space. Uh, and just God is gracious and how it all worked out. But anyway, I'm packing up these books and I'm like, man, I should really, start. <laughs> we get really distracted packing, especially well, books, especially books. You're looking at them and you're just like, Oh man, I remember this. Or if you want to feel really inadequate, to dive into this, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to feel inadequate, like pack up your books and like, for me, it's like, how many of the, these books have I actually read? And do I remember? Yeah. Oh man. So God is gracious. Somehow we get to retain the good stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I got to be honest. This topic of romance, um, to me, it can feel really tiring because really, yeah. Well, I feel I like guess, it's, yeah. it's it's just a chord that is always kind of harped on in the, in the marriage space. In the marriage space, yeah. it's like got to keep that fire alive, and I, I I agree, I very much agree with that. But if you know us, like we tend to go right to the to the core of it. Is like why is there what is the fuel for the fire? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think we're going to get more practical today, right? <laughs> I, mean, I think, because you wrote the rundown, so you got to tell me. I love just watching him. <laughs> Watch me score him No, here. I love you. Um, yes and no. I think it's I think it's going to start eliciting some practical questions of how we can, okay. you know, it, it is going to the root. And that's why I think that we, this this struck a chord in us, this, okay. this one chapter that we're talking about. It's actually chapter four, um, prioritized romance. And... It feels like it kind of sucks the romance out of it when you say prioritize <laughs> romance, but that's because we tend to believe that it's just kind of this extra or it should be spontaneous or, okay. you know, it's something that is just this woo-woo or like anniversary time or Valentine's Day just passed, you know, that kind of love. And Jimmy's arguing, and I'm so on his side, that um, those that's kind of a condition, we've kind of been conditioned by a fallen society to yeah. believe okay. sort of this this idea about that. So we'll explore how this is not true. And Jimmy says so, so I'm going I'm to follow, right follow him. All right, well, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage. Sex. Communication. Finances. Priorities. Purpose. And everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. You may or may not have forgot that was the intro. I well, thought we were jumping right into it. Okay. I was hoping that you wouldn't have forgotten that. In, in <laughs> <That's>, vain. <laughs> I should have given you the leg squeeze. You know how I like the leg squeeze. Romance, gotta keep it alive. <laughs> Just like you like the circle finger. Step one to a good romance is leg squeeze. Wrap it up. <laughs> you like the wrap it up finger. <laughs> All right, so where are we going? Anyways, 
Let's start out how we always start, but uh, ratings and reviews. If you have not rated this podcast or left a short review, please do so. That is the currency of the podcast world, plus it just helps people uh, if they're on the fence about whether or not they want to listen. I always look at reviews when I have it. When I see a new book, yes. I read the review, I read about, well, I mean, read many reviews, and I read about the person. Um, mm. This is not a book, sorry. I just shot books, and so I think author, like credibility and review. <laughs> So, please leave a review and a rating. It's awesome. Somebody left a review. Um, I want to thank you. I don't know if you want us to share your name, so I'm not going to share it, but you'll know who you are. It says, Ryan Selena, we are we are in a very dry spell and have been for quite a number of years. I've downloaded many of your podcasts to listen to on drives to and from errands. Your words give me a lot to mull over. I'll take that as a comp- compliment. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much rich scripture in God's word for us to for us married couples a literal instruction book in all areas of life if we would just apply it thanks for the challenge thankful for your prayer prayers for all of us keep up the good work so awesome. that's very encouraging and also yeah. if I'm looking for a marriage podcast and I go to read that review yeah I'll be like all right well <laughs> dry spells mm, yep yep uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate <laughs> I can relate right I don't, now. I don't mean to laugh sorry that's we just we joke about that because oh uh, yeah we definitely have been in dry spells, so it's not, we're not laughing at, we're laughing mm-hmm. at ourselves and okay. with ourselves. Anyways. Are you sure? I, dig, that wasn't dig, clear dig. enough. You come back, to, you come back. <laughs> All right, so second thing, uh, so that was ratings and reviews. If you want to partner with us on a deeper level, uh, we have a way of doing that through the website, patreon.com slash fierce marriage, and really that's a place for people who uh, not only benefit from the content, but also want to see the content continue. Mm. Uh, this is how we uh, support our family. This is how we feed our little three daughters <laughs> is through this ministry that is Fierce Marriage, which is primarily right now the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to be a part of that, we would be greatly blessed by that. We just ask two things that you pray about it. If God leads you, then you would follow through. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. There's links uh, in the show notes. Um, I think that's it for now. Okay. Um, yeah, so actually this is... Um, this is timely because we have just finished two mini uh, courses in our gospel-centered marriage ecosystem that we're creating. And if you've been listening, you'll know what we're talking about. But basically, it's a it's a marriage content growth and enrichment um, video platform. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's a six-week onboarding uh, like basics of marriage course that we encourage all couples to go through. And then we're going to be adding these mini enrichment modules along the way, many courses. We mm. just finished recording and editing Five Habits for a Healthy Marriage, which nice. is based on our ebook. Yep. But we get a lot more practical in it. And then also Five Keys to a Healthy Perspective on Sex. Oh boy. Talk uh, about romance. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk about romance. So yeah, this this is timely because habits and intimacy are really where romance like that's those two places where romance happens is mm. where you have this like habit of talking to each other a certain way or treating each other <laughs> a certain way or what it's just I love that's exactly what we're talking about today and you're just saying talking a certain way Jimmy would say being empathetic okay well <laughs> I like this this is good it's Ryan's version and then like it's we're connecting yeah. this is great okay final last thing and it's not a, a promo thing at all but Friends, we've been going through it, so we would appreciate some prayers. We've had, uh, I can't even begin to list off all the different, it feels like we're under spiritual attack Yeah, lately. it feels like there's just kind of like setback after setback. Oh, yeah. Pretty so, sure I got the Rona. Pretty sure. And that, moms can't be sick. It's just hard. It's just hard. My whole week was, uh, was. It was shot. Trying, well, trying to <laughs> serve you, because, I mean. You, I know, you were, you were so great, and it's just hard, like, with three little ones, and the youngest yeah. is just like, mama, 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 no matter yeah. what. So, 
Yeah, and then we had to, I don't know if we said, said this on the podcast, but we, we um, a couple we, weeks ago, we, we um, put our dog to sleep. I did not say that. And that was, we posted on social media and Instagram yeah, and stuff. but 15 years, guys. It's the worst. She's been part of our marriage almost as much as we've been a part of our marriage. <laughs> we were married 17 years and she was 15. Yeah, um, and she was a big part of my Ugh. recovery after we got back from uh, Europe and I was, I had to have open heart surgery and you bought me this puppy, you surprised me. Mm-hmm. And she quickly became like my best friend like she was my shadow everywhere she's an australian shepherd so if you know aussies you know what i mean anyway that was really sad Mm. (laughs) don't talk about it too long we can't talk about it teary-eyed that was really sad but that was um, like two weeks ago almost oh my goodness the worst and then then we were trying to move and and then then we got dumped with snow which is cool the whole country's getting kind of blasted with cold weather it's weird for us it's weird for us to have that much snow yes we got a lot but it melted and then it melted in like a day five hours yeah So So, anyway, I just want to give you an update because last week we actually posted from uh, an interview with the Teagues that we we recorded um, a year and a half ago, but it's still just so hope filled and so timely. And so we're kind of the best. um, It's one of the best. So if you you missed last week's, it's episode 200 um, of this podcast. So they actually are episode 100. And then the second listing is of that same thing of the replays episode 200 so that, that was just a complete coincidence i'll call it providence yes all right i like that all right so let's get right. into this romance how are you romance gonna, are you prioritized romance, romance. <laughs> okay so in in this book the four <laughs> laws of love we were reading in chapter four he i love how he organizes everything but he talks about the four elements of romance um, we are not going to get into all of those. We're probably going to okay. talk about the f- first one a little bit, and then the last one. Um, you got to get the book to read the other ones. So, mm. <laughs> and you should. It's an amazing book. But like we said at the in the opening, a lot of us tend to think that romance is just kind of this extra part of the relationship. It's an extra effort. You know, you think candles, you think rose petals, or nice engaging conversation. <laughs> what, what do you think of when you think of romance? I don't even know what it's I hard think to. Of. Well, fifth okay, we're seventeen years in a marriage. And you think romance? It's like if you get me flowers and like that's cool, like I like them. But unless they're the ones that I really like, and you know those ones. But you don't see flowers as, as a romantic I thing. I feel like I should see them as a romantic thing, but I I don't. I think of it as like you're just being kind and sweet to me and, okay. and nice. You're not trying to put out the well. I don't know. <laughs> I'm always. Putting I out always the vibe, think. Baby. Ro- I always think romance <laughs> is. The vibe, like it's trying to get there, right? And so it does feel like. Is that what romance is? Is is romance like, like I'm gonna schmooze you because there's an end game, and the end game is in the I bedroom. Think, I think yes and no because we can very we can very much be like put off by that, right? Like as a woman, if you're like oh, romancing yeah. me, I'm like, nah, buddy, I see right through this. <laughs> well, if it's not consistent, like if I'm a huge well, jerk it, to yeah, you, yeah, if then it's not consistent, start, yeah. And if I'm completely aloof to your efforts, then I mean, that's another p- conversation, right? But yeah, the inconsistency of it, and I, th- and that's exactly where I think he, Jimmy, talks about. He says like, our society just thinks that like you get married, you're on this high, and then once the honeymoon stage is over, like things are just inevitably, inevitably just gonna like you're just gonna hmm. join the multitudes. He says of the married and miserable, <laughs> and he says it's false, and I I fully <laughs> believe that, and I just don't think anybody's really put words to those kind of feelings and cycles or things that we understand how we understand marriage hmm. uh to play out i think in our day and age you know sometimes okay. i think we think mar- the the wedding is like 
the high point. And you and I would argue that it's not. Like it's the beginning of where you're starting to roll your sleeves up, right? And start building your covenant in your life together. For sure. Um, so anyways, he is saying that marriage must be a priority. It Not marriage. <laughs> Romance. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> Marriage should be a priority. That's another po- five podcast episodes. <laughs> but he's saying that romance should be a prioritized and prominent feature in your marriage relationship if you're going to keep the passion and intimacy alive and growing. Okay. So what I what I hear you saying uh, is, and what Jimmy's saying, is that romance isn't just a certain type of date. It's not a certain type of uh, gesture. Right. But really, it's an attitude of proactive pursuit, and that is that is centered on on the other person. Right, right. And if you're th- if you think about you know the most romantic time in your relationship, it probably was when you were dating. It probably was when you were like first engaged and first married, right? So this passion and intimacy ideas are kind of like around first love that that idea of your first loves, right? Mm-hmm. And think back to when you were first, you know. When I was dating, you were dating me, right? You were much more, what words would you use to describe that time? So it was new and like Twitter-pated. I was Twitter-pated. <laughs> I, I could not wait to see you, to to hang out with you, to hold your hand, to be around you. Were you sensitive to my needs and desires? I, I would have thought so, but now that I've, I've no, I, we've been together for more than 20 years, I've, obviously I know your needs and desires way better now, and I'm way more sensitive to them. Right, but at that time, your attitude towards knowing me was more, was highly sensitive. Yeah. Right? You were much more engaged in wanting to know what my needs yes. and desires were. Now, we dated for four years, so it's a little bit... T- and we were young. So it's a, yeah, it can be a little different. It's a little different. Like the very the very beginning, the absolutely, it was like I guess the newness I wanted to just of it. To know who is this girl? Right. What's in her head? Right. And often we can feel like yeah. this was just going to wane on as our as our marriage years go on. Right. It's just ah, it's just we get to know each other and just going to downhill from here, buddy. But the truth is, is that it is, it doesn't have to be like okay. that. Yeah. It doesn't. And how can I say this? How can I say that this doesn't have to be like that? Well. Jimmy gives us a little physics lesson, which my classical mind and education now that we're doing with the girls is just like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> okay. I'm <laughs> um, talking about the three forms of matter. So, uh, dyna- oh, there's four. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not the states of matter. There's oh. four in the states of matter. Oh, really? This is forms. Yeah, plasma. I just did this yesterday. Okay, but what's the difference between Liquid, forms solid, of matter gas. and states of matter? Okay, take it up with Jimmy. This is what he says. Okay? <laughs> I'm just being difficult. That's Dynamic, what static, and entro- entropic. Or entropic. Is it entropic? Yeah, I think so. Entropic. <laughs> Sounds right. Dying. The four states of matter are liquid, oh. gas, solid, and plasma. Just all right, to clarify. All right, all right. Anyways. Touche. <laughs> Miss classical. So anything. Okay. So if we understand the three forms of matter, dynamic is growing, static, staying the same or stops growing, and tropic is dying. So the truth of the matter is that anything that isn't growing is static and will eventually become entropic and die. So take that perspective into our marriage, right? When it comes to marriage, for the sake of this episode and romance, if it's not growing, then it's probably going to be headed in the wrong direction and it will eventually die. I have to admit something here. Okay. I always think that we're growing or I always think that there's like this fourth way that if we're, if we're not growing, we're staying the same, right? Mm -hmm. But we're not actually dying. And I think that's a lie that I've had to come to grips with. And I think that's where I would like 
become a little lazy in. Does that make sense? Like I'm thinking complacent. Yeah. I can become really complacent and like, no, it's good. Like our marriage is good. You're maintaining. Uh, Yeah. You're maintaining versus actually growing. And if you're not growing, then there's no other option. Like you are essentially dying. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I haven't thought that hard about okay, it. Okay, sorry. I, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> like, if you're going about your life. I get real f- weird about, like, if if not A, then B, and I'm like, really? There's okay. no C? So that's what I'm... <laughs> well, he does have a C. It's, da- you know, yes. there's static. Being... So, yeah, you're just maintaining. But you're saying that... I can use maintaining and being static as a reason to be complacent in marriage. Okay. And I think that God has definitely brought that to light for me and saying like you need to be <laughs> intentional you need to be dynamic you hmm. need to be growing so how are you growing and how is God growing okay. me right yeah. so how am I by listening to a marriage podcast or by reading my bible I Here's think my, one is way higher than the other but maybe this will encourage you I don't think you have to be growing in like leaps and bounds all the time to be sure. growing, to still be growing good argument yep okay so because you can be we can be having small conversations and making progress and how we're talking to each other. Yes. How we're connecting mm-hmm. on all the different levels without feeling like, oh, we just had this massive breakthrough. Until we have another breakthrough, we're dying. <laughs> yes. Thank so you. So there is a way you can grow steadily. This is why I love steadily. you. This is why I love okay. you. Okay. I love you too. I think, I, I think I'm more intense than I understand. <laughs> You're so intense. <laughs> Especially about this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm intense about other things. But. Uh, so anyways, so he has, understand. A, he, he has a definition here that I really like. I know we define romance, but I really want to say what sure. he said. And it says, what makes romantic love so special is that it is preemptive, not mm-hmm. reactive. Mm-hmm. I'm convicted here. Okay. I've been listening <laughs> to a, a series. It's by a guy named Tommy Nelson, uh, down in Texas. It's on the song of Solomon. Mm. And, um, he, he does a really good job. I don't even know the link to it. It's like this really obscure a sermon series that I found on some obscure <laughs> a friend of mine sent it to me and I've been listening to it while I've been painting and uh, it's just mind blowing and he's talking about how he pursues his wife and, he ha- and he's got this southern accent so he's got this it's really it's compelling he's like very fatherly and he'll talk about like getting a whooping and all this kind of stuff <laughs> anyways he, it, yeah he might ruffle some feathers in our modern <laughs> day and age here but anyway he the way he talks about his wife is just so sweet and mm. so endearing and he just you can tell he just he loves this one. He he listens. He he's the poet, right? Mm. She seems like she's more of the realist, pragmatic, pragmatist. He's the romantic, the Aww. the artistic type, <laughs> and he's he's a preacher, so he's very gifted in communicating. Anyway, so I've been feeling like, man, what do I? I love you. I want to be so sweet and kind to you. I want you to know that that I love you. Mm-hmm. But I haven't gone out of like I bought you a Valentine's Day book, and it was such an awesome book. It was out of stock. <laughs> I was banking on. I bought it like a week in advance. But the fact that you thought about that, and the fact that you knew that that would be a book that I would like, and didn't just get me like an Amazon gift card to buy books, (laughs) even though that is awesome as well, because I have a list of books. You you just you spend on Amazon no matter no matter what. Anyways, (laughs) I do have you have an Amazon gift card. It's called our debit card. (laughs) So what did you what did you get me for Valentine's Day? You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Cut you a house. There you go. This is a cry for help. <laughs> oh. oh, now I feel bad. I don't know where we're going now. <laughs> we're, we're defining romance. Here. Defining romance. Okay, here I'll it read this next preemptive. one. It is preemptive. So he said that romance sends a critically important message to our spouses. It tells them mm-hmm. they are in our hearts, 
and we are thinking about them when we don't have to. It also tells them that we love serving them and meeting their needs and desires. That book that you got me shows me that you are thinking about me, that you don't Mm. have to, and that you do love and serve, you love serving and you love and serve us very well. Well, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So defining when we're defining romance again we're trying to see we're we're trying to understand that it is like he said like jimmy said preemptive it's not reactive so maybe you're in a spot where you're saying hmm i don't feel very like our i don't feel like our marriage is very romantic and i don't really know where to go from here you know uh yeah i think back to our let's think back to our first dates Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were attentive and preemptive and proactive, right? And that was, he says that leads, that's very emotionally electrifying. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Because yeah. it is, right? When you're yeah. dating, you just, it's, romance is easy. It's, it just, you want to because of all these factors that he lists out. And so once we secure our spouse, right, for lack of a better term, <laughs> Um, the work kind of begins, but in reality, again, we start to get lazy with each other. The the whole entropy aspect, right? We yeah. start being static. We we take each other for granted. We're less attentive. Um, we may even start doing stuff that our spouse really doesn't like, despite their complaints against us. So, so how do we get back? How do we get back? Yeah. How do we get back? How do we how do we preempt uh, our lost of romance? I'm thinking of all the listeners that could be listening that are you know, tuning in right now, we're going to have the, obviously the newly married or nearly married. And they're kind of thinking, all right, either this isn't going to happen to us or, okay, it will. Let's, let's be proactive about it. There's no oldie Marys in there. No, no, I'm I'm going, (laughs) I'm starting there. And then you have people like us that are kind of somewhere in between. And you have people that have been married, you know, we get a lot of messages from people that have been married many decades, you know, two, three decades. So, I think Telling it's, us how to how to have a good marriage. <laughs> yeah, you should be doing a podcast. Um, so anyway, the, so how do we get back to it? And I love this first line is that uh, we must first look to Jesus and ask yourself, have I left my first love? Mm. What? So t- explain that a little bit. Yeah. What, what so in he? Revelation chapter two, we see Jesus warning the church of Ephesus uh, to return to their first love, which is him hmm. through repentance. So he's encouraging them in all the works that they've done. And then he, he is saying that he, he has something against them, that they've left their first love. Right. And the only way to get back is through repent, repentance and to do the first works yeah. when they're first saved. So understanding where, how far they have fallen um, and then their encounter hmm. with him. And then from there, you know, moving on. So romance and revelation, right? Like how does this all... Kind can of I, can I just read that? I want to read sure. Revelation 2, 3, and 4. It says, I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my namesake, and you have not grown weary, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent, and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So what Jimmy's doing here is he's not saying, uh, he, he's trying to, he's making a case for the fact that your first love is a state that can be retained. Mm-hmm. It can be retained. And if it is lost, if you lose that, like if, if you've abandoned the love you had at first. Right. In this case, it's Ephesians, the Ephesians and the love for Christ, the love for the gospel. Mm-hmm. Or they don't have a love for the gospel, but the, the love in light of the gospel. Yes. Right? Um, so if, if you do lose it, then there's a path back to it. That's, that's the case that he's making right, right. here. Okay. Right. 
and there's I think there's a parallel to this, right? Because the the case back for us, the way back for any of us, is repentance, right? It's an acknowledgement of. So, sorry, I'm, it's ruffling my feathers right now because okay. I'm. So if I'm not romantic, I need to repent. Is that is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying take a few steps back and ask ask, ask yourself, like, why are we not romantic? Why why have I have I abandoned my first love, which is Jesus? Because typically, hmm. I not typically, I believe that there is a strong connection between the life and hmm. thriving of our romance and my relationship with Christ and the gospel. And Again, God. We're, like, okay. Let's keep let's hover on that some more because we've defined romance as a it's it's special and that it's preemptive and not reactive. So basically, right. he's saying the way we're talking about romance is it's love in action, yes. love with like some energy behind it, some mm-hmm. intentionality yeah. put into it. And so I'm just processing this in real time. So you said think about the reasons why you not you might not be romantic, aka loving your wife the way that she'll feel loved. Right. I say so. so let me. So for me, usually it's because I'm too busy. Yeah. So I'm too tired. I've mm-hmm. got too much going on. My my life is out of whack, out of balance. Usually that's work related or I don't know. It could there could be other stuff going on in our lives. Right. And it might not be my fault directly. It might be other stuff, but usually I'm I'm overwhelmed. Right. Or I'm being really selfish. I'm not thinking about you. Right. Um So you're saying a lack of priorities and you're saying a selfishness. Selfishness. Yeah. Which and those do come back because if I'm they combat if, if I'm if I'm meet okay so romant- if I'm if I'm getting up in the morning yeah and I'm having my my time with Jesus and I'm praying to Him and uh, submitting my life to Him I have a list of resolutions that I go through if I go through these resolutions and, and commit those to the Lord pray through the Lord's prayer yeah uh, He has a way of directing my steps yes. when I when I submit myself to Him yes uh, and so. If that's out of whack, then it's way more likely that this area of my life will be out of whack as well. Absolutely. And what I'm also saying is when you said, like, do I, if we're not having, if romance is non-existent in our marriage, do I need to repent? Well, I would say yes, but then I would follow it up with this verse in Revelation when they're, when Jesus is saying, repent and do the works first. Do the works that you did first. Like, Jimmy also references this in a way that's saying, the feelings and emotions may not be in those first works of you pursuing hmm. the original first love of your your marriage, like your spouse. Do the works you did at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking through the epistle to the Ephesians and how profound that was uh, in terms of how Paul is making the case to the Ephesians that they are not outsiders anymore, that, that, that Christ and his resurrection have, have paved a way for a new era of, of the family of God. Right. And he's recognizing. It's not just the Jews, but also the Gentiles and they're they're folded in and therefore they're, they're adopted. And now that is the model for us. And he ends Ephesians with this call to, um, that's the whole armor of God piece, but it's in light of the family unit within the larger family of, of God. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm processing in it's real okay. time. So the, the works they did at first were, were, were it would have been them. Um, there's an enthusiasm there. There's right. a there's an inner like gratefulness and an a, an attitude of gratitude, <laughs> for Ooh. lack of a better term. I'm sorry that rubs everybody the wrong way. <laughs> kind of just spilled out of me. Um, but if we are in this place of, well, I don't have the, our, my marriage is not romantic. Why do I need to repent? Well, 
the attitude right there in that moment is probably indicative that there is some some pride or there's some hmm. lack of reverence or there's lack of humility and so none of those things are going to facilitate this environment of romance but what right? if you're not what if you're just not a romantic person I, I think of the couples that have approached us in the events we've spoken They're more pragmatic at. about their marriage. Well, no, they just, they just, their version of romance is maybe, it's a far cry from well, our I, version of romance. I think you have to, I think you have to define what romance is from like a, first from a biblical standard, which it's looking at, you know, the other person, right? It's a romantic love, like we said, is so special mm. because it's preemptive and not reactive, right? That's, that's what makes romantic mm-hmm. love in a biblical sense i think different than in a world worldly sense i just don't want to make people feel bad if they if their their love is thriving they're growing but they may not identify with the identi- the ideal of the ideals romantic. of classical romance yeah. that were and again we were careful to identify or um, define romance right as a preemptive right and act I, of love and i think that i want we have to again go to jesus first right first things first go to him repent and ask him for guidance and leadership and submit ourselves to him we need to go to our spouse and repent of sin or being static i think those are things that are okay to talk about and and repent of like i feel like i could even repent to you of saying i feel like i've just existed in our marriage and i've checked the boxes through the week and that is good and loving and probably intentional and somewhat romantic, but I think that I could definitely, I'm definitely feeling challenged to um, interpret romance maybe more than the weekly, you know, sex. Romping the hay. <laughs> I don't know how else to <laughs> say it, right? Like, there's more, I think there's more to this. If I think that that's all there is, then how prideful of me to not think that God has created more for us. Uh, as familiar as we are with marriage and sex and and all of that, mm. to think that this is it is very, I think, prideful of me. This is still kind of rubbing me the wrong way because <laughs> okay. just this correlation between lacking romance and having to repent. I okay. I, I, I struggle with that because I, I think of all the various cultures that, like how culturally informed is that, that, sure. that saying that, right? That's a very westernized view of what romance is and so again we've been very careful to, to define that romance is an act of preemptive love meaning that i am going to go out of my way to yeah. love you mm-hmm. now that could look like the western you know hallmark film uh vision of romance <laughs> but i'm thinking Usually of like doesn't <laughs> a couple in 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 zambia or a couple in uganda or a couple in china or a couple in thailand yeah. i mean or even middle eastern or near eastern uh, married couples uh, to a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. So if if I just want to be really careful that r- romance is not something that's uh, it's so much deeper than whatever that first Valentine's Day view of it that we get right, is. Right. And so that's that's why it's rubbing me the wrong way. Okay. But so maybe we take the word romance out of it and just say it like this: If I'm not loving my spouse preemptively, I need to repent. That I think I can get on board with. Okay. I think that's way more clear. Okay. Well, well that's why we're having this talk. <laughs> that's my conversation. No, I think it's it's much more clear. And that's what I, I feel like I was trying to say. But again, I'm not great at... No, you're fine. Because when I'm you're writing fine. those words, I'm like, gosh, I don't, I don't feel like my level of repentance has a direct correlation to our level of romance, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I think that it does filter down and has an effect 
on my on our sure. romantic life if I am living in sin or if I am being static and not engaging with my my husband okay. engaging with so there are a few uh, ways that this can play out I'm thinking because we have a one and a half well one how, how old is she? She's like one and a half. <laughs> Almost one and a half. I don't know how these kids are. They're just running around, <laughs> running them up. <laughs> and she's been really needy lately. And so I, I, as your husband, like you need to be freed to know that you can love me preemptively without having to jump through all these, whatever the, the arbitrary hoops are mm, that you yeah. can, instead you can choose maybe a, a, a way to carry yourself around a, a certain conversation or topic. Yeah. I'm thinking about something that's God's been convicting me in is, being super soft with with how I communicate with you mm. like I never want to hurt you like that's been going through my head or oh, like I don't want to hurt my wife I don't want to wound her I want to I, I want to speak to her like I want my sons-in-law to speak to my daughters it's warning for the future Anyways. oh yeah if you're listening to this <laughs> be warned <laughs> I have a safe and it's not for money <laughs> It's full of metal objects. Anyways. Uh, anyway, that fire other metal objects. Anyway. Uh, so I, I'm thinking. Um, no, that's really. So I'll pause. And I'm aware of. I've been very hyper aware of that by the, by the grace of God. I've been hyper aware of that. And so when I'm getting ready to react to something and say something, I, I will put the, I'll pump the brakes. And that to me is a version of loving your spouse preemptively. And that. Right. And ro- that's romantic in a way. That's exactly the next step and t- thing idea that we're going to talk about is, is empathy. Because that there's there's these twelve phases of romantic love that Jimmy talks about, and we can kind of run through them, but they're not. It's not like this. You don't get to twelve you go and from, you're there. Yeah, no, it's actually it's a 12 loss is, of romance. <laughs> twelve is so, not the one. Yeah. I think the purpose of the the twelve phases of romantic love is to help us identify maybe and understand where we are in terms of our marriage, and to kind of put words to it, um, and to go back to our first love of Jesus to repent and believe. But to say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is how we are not engaging well. And empathy, you're hitting on empathy is what you're saying. You are, God has been saying, be empathetic towards your wife, essentially. Hmm. Put yourself in her shoes. How do you want to be talked to? And it it, it grows life in me when I hear you say that. I don't know how to say that in another hmm. way. But I feel empowered. I feel that you really care about me and it makes me feel safe and mm. it fosters that deep like romantic love that is not just a feeling but it's a mm. it's a belief that right. i trust you impact like beyond my own yeah uh if you're looking for a verse husbands uh, this one this is the one to zero in on first peter 3 7 likewise husbands live with your wives in an understanding way showing honor to the woman mm. as the weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Consider that, okay? And don't, look past the weaker vessel piece. Yeah. I mean... I don't think they mean it's that. Not, it's not to say it's less, but right. like if we were to have an arm wrestle... I would so <laughs> win <laughs> every time, hands Let's, down. Okay, if you want to... If you want, okay. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> Point is, is like he's saying, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor. Right. Or... So that your prayers may not be hindered. Can you, mm. and so there's a correlation there between a correlation. my prayers being heard or prayers being, um, I don't want to say heard, but my prayers being hindered. Like there's a correlation to my, my How reaction, my interaction, my relationship with God. Yeah. There's a correlation between that and my relationship with my wife. Right. Which is where I'm saying, yes, the, the act of repentance, I think frees up that it keeps the, the rust out of the pipes. 
right? Fully. That we talked about in our relationship so oh, that man. romance yeah. and our desires are able to kind of flourish. We're able, to, I don't, you don't desire romance if you're not connecting, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do we begin connecting? Repentance is one way. It sounds like a big, heavy word, well, but it I, is one way. And so, so here's the thing with repentance. Sorry, I jumped in. Repentance is, is the way to soften a hardened heart. Yes. Whether it's repentance to God or repentance to another spouse, human. Yeah. yeah. And namely your spouse, yeah. if you can go to them and, and be genuinely contrite in spirit mm. and repentant for something that you did a wrong you've done, that's going to soften you. And when you yeah. have a softer heart, you're going to start to connect. You're going to start uh, reestablishing those those vital lines right. of communication. Yeah. Which I think this goes into our 12 phases of romantic love. We can kind of Let's do it. run through them. Yeah. So awareness is the first one. And I think. I remember that. I saw you across the gymnasium. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Heard the harps. Awareness the wind of each other, hair. right? You know, that first time you saw them. Maybe it wasn't the greatest first my, time. My heart dropped through my, the soles of my shoes. Whenever the time came that you were aware and in love with your spouse, okay? Or you lo- so for, you aware them. For me, number one and two, they were right next to each other. Awareness and interest. Yes. <laughs> as soon as I was aware of you, I was interested. <laughs> Still interested. And then there was a positive change, which is number three. What is positive change? What is that? He didn't define it so i'm defining okay. it okay. as you're starting to like make some moves towards each other okay. right there's a okay. positive change you're it's not a negative it's not like oh not interested i get it it's okay. oh he's interested or she's interested okay. okay so there's some positive change we're taking steps towards each other okay I see. which saying. probably is like dating right those beginning phases of dating that's a we, positive change we became right? we became uh, so Gas you didn't talk spark. to me for like a whole year <laughs> after that first fateful day when I saw you on the gymnasium floor. Okay, you didn't go to our school until the next year. No excuses. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You knew what you were doing. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty uh. invisible. Anyway, uh, we finally ta- we struck up a relationship. We were friends for a, a solid year. Positive change. Positive change, baby. Four is romantic interest. And that's when we, were, we both th- started raising our eyebrows a little bit, saying, oh, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you came back from football camp and you had your hair was not two colors. Your braces were off. You're all in shape. So are you telling me it's all physical for you? Let's just be honest. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Get married for my money, it. folks. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know you're the hottest man ever. Oh, yep. Let's pause the podcast. <laughs> all right. The fifth one. We better move on. It's getting kind of steamy up in here. In Studio Frederick. Uh, high emotional focus. So romantic interest, start raising our eyebrows. There's this an emotional focus, oh, right? Yep. And this is coupled, what I think, with number six, which is positive romantic exchange. Yes. I'm thinking this through looks that, different our at DTR dating talk. levels versus marriage and dating. <laughs> we had a, our DTR talk was in my 1994 Honda Civic. Hello, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> that was his name. And we sat there and I had the car was off, but the radio was on. Yeah. And I kept. You're always clicking on something. I was always hitting the brake. I was nervous. So I was, I was like, <laughs> my foot was on the brake pedal and I was probably pumping it a little too much, even though we were sitting in the driveway. <laughs> Killed the battery dead. Yeah. Like absolutely dead. We actually had to go get a new, my parents, they couldn't even get the car to restart after that. I don't know what was wrong with it. Anyway. Uh, point. 1994. <laughs> How many miles <laughs> yeah. did it have on it? And boy, that. that that thing got more air than a skateboarder at the X Games. <laughs> Tell you what. Oh, 17 year old Ryan. Man, yeah. No, I'm not joking. There was a set of railroad tracks over by the Walmart. Anyway. <laughs> over by the Walmart. And when you hit those this things going 50 miles an hour, country you Country some... living here. Little so, anyway, bit, little so bit. we had that kind of positive romantic exchange where he mm-hmm. said, I like you, you like me. I could see this going a long way. We, yes. Let's, let's, uh, let's make it official. We started dating. 
Uh, and then we had strong feeling, number seven, strong feelings of love, passion. You know, if when we talk about love, people, that we are talking about biblical love. And here, I think what Jimmy's saying, the strong feelings of love and passion, you know what those emotions are. They're, they are overflowing from, like, a deeper connection of, it's not a lustful, like, I just want you. It is, I know you, therefore, like, I want you, <laughs> mm. if that makes sense. So, yeah. strong feelings of love and passion, deepening relational bonds. I would say that goes that's steps towards marriage for us. Like we have these strong feelings of love and passion. Yeah. You just Yeah, well and that want to be together all the time. I mean, frankly, I think that's where it, it it does. The relational bond, let's use that in a really kind of clinical sense, there's the bond of marriage, yeah. right? And so there's a deepening of that and to the end of marriage. Well, mm-hmm. here marriage that's only step eight of twelve. <laughs> yeah. And now twelve is not the ideal here. Right. So it's basically like the, I would call it like the pinnacle of yes. this process yes. is that deepening of that relational bond yep. because then in number nine, it's normalcy. Like, and so normalcy, I, I love normalcy. I love routine. I love same. C- We've come to love it. We've come to love it because it's this lack <laughs> of novelty. Ca- we're our like, our life is chaos right, right now. now. Yes, it is. Um, normalcy is very much desired, but so, I think it's where normalcy in normalcy is where things actually, the growth is actually yeah. happening. Well, you actually, you get up to cruising altitude. Yes. Right? And that's where, that's probably like the least exciting part of a flight is cruising altitude, <laughs> unless you have a lot of turbulence. <laughs> and that's exciting in the wrong way. <laughs> uh, but you get to normalcy. And then number 10 is reality, which both of these, I, I don't like how they have kind of this pejorative sense. I know what he means, but the reality is, in parentheses, is conflict, difficulty, fatigue, and illness. So reality that in, like, the, the fantasy is shattered. Right. Right. Like the perfection is, is marred by, oh, yeah, we live in a fallen world. We are ourselves in a fallen state. Mm-hmm. We're both sinners. Uh, so conflict, difficulty, fatigue and illness are still real. Yeah. And we're reminded of that because we've finally been in this thing long enough. Right. So the temptation then is to move down this. Now, if you think of it like it's a hill, we just we crested over the hill. We're on the other side yeah, of it now. Seven, eight, nine. And then <laughs> Ten's oh, heading down. <laughs> ten is reality. Eleven is distraction and disinterest. Which I think I would say a lot of our marriages, this is where we exist, right? We're yeah. existing in distraction and disinterest. And then we wonder why, number 12, there's a loss of romance. Okay, we so, wonder why there's no connection and why someone mm. or something else. Again, he, he, says, he says that... Um, Number five. An affair. Well, no, he says oh. that an affair is never. There's never. There's never an excuse for an affair. But when there's a loss of romance, it definitely can open the door. For sure. For yeah. opportunities like that to happen. Well, I mean, because they're mutually they're oil and water. Yeah. Like romance for my wife is ex- it's naturally exclusive. There's yes. no there's no room for any anything else yeah. in there. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm I'm completely fixated on you. And that's why, like, if you if now my my fixation's not on you, it's going to be somewhere. It's right. going to be either in myself. It's going to be somewhere unhealthy, like maybe on the internet, or in some other unnatural fixation, right. or on another individual, which is not you know it's right. extra extra marital, extra biblical, um, extra biblical. It's outside of the Bible. Outside of the outside Bible. Of what when the you Bible say extra says. biblical, it sounds like it's super biblical, and I was like, that. that no, doesn't. it's outside of yes. what the Bible's design for marriage, God's design. So I want to hover on this number eleven just a little bit longer. Sure. It's the distraction and disinterest. It's, I, like, what does that look like? Okay, you know mm. what that's like if it's you. <laughs> but distraction is could be a, a number of things. So we can be distracted by really good things that, right? Because of the disordered love, they become bad things. Yes. So if I'm distracted by work or I'm distracted by 
I mean, I'm thinking like if, if you're in the ministry, like for, for us, I could spend literally all day responding to messages mm-hmm. and questions and doing ministry. Mm-hmm. But if I do that to the, to the detriment of my own wife, my own marriage, right. I am now living in sin right. in that because I've disordered that, that priority. Yeah. We have, as a man, I am called to love my wife. Like in first Peter, it says I'm called to honor her in a way that's really unique to that relationship. Right. And if I forsake that relationship, then I'm now living outside of that call. I'm now living in sin. So there's that sense of distraction. Yes. Which will lead to disinterest. Uh, let's also get really pr- practical. Okay. Um, the way that screens have changed our physiology is astounding. I don't think we're going to understand the full effect of it for, for another decade, for another 10, 20 years. Mm. The way our phones have changed our need for stimulation, for dopamine, for entertainment, for mm-hmm. like we are so terrified of boredom mm. that I, I just I wonder how it how it is affecting <clears throat> marriages. Right. Because you get like you're always jonesing for a fix. Right. And you're distracted because of it. And so you're either always watching something. You always got to catch the game. You always got to catch uh, the the show. You got to binge the next episode. Right. You got to play that? the video game. You got how is that affecting, yeah, your, your expectations for your relationship or your under, your hello static, right? Like mm-hmm. we talked about entropy and dynamic and static. And so you're looking at things that are possibly not even real, that are, you know, there's filters. And they're <laughs> super stimulant. The, yeah. They're super stimulant. So it's the same thing with taste, right? So, you, sorry, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but you think about like food that is really unhealthy for you, like chips, okay? Like <laughs> or any like really good cheeseburger, they are super stimulating from a taste standpoint. They're really fatty, really salty, really flavorful, really intense. And so they, it makes you want it. But then you go to something that's like fell off a tree and you're like, this doesn't taste good. Celery. Right. <laughs> Actually, but you would argue it doesn't. Any dietitian much. will tell you if you back away from yeah. that stuff for a period of time and you go eat, you know, a head of lettuce, you'll be like, oh, this tastes great. Yeah. Like there's flavor here. Yeah. It's really good. Well, same thing happens with distraction and screens because you have all these really hyper entertaining mm-hmm. hyper stimulating interactions and not just sexually but just interesting things right. and even podcasts yeah. like you're always being interested Ugh. right and so you go you, now you're looking at your spouse and they don't have anything interesting to say they don't look particularly interesting they don't sound interesting mm-hmm. they're not entertaining and so you just get disinterested oh, man. i mean let's yeah so I'm just, I don't know, maybe we need to do a little study there and see. Yeah, maybe we do, because talking about this getting back to romance, getting back to this preemptive love mm. that has that lives in an environment of attentiveness, that lives in an environment that mm. is not no. distracted or disinterested, but that is engaging. That is that is the environment that, that love and romance, <laughs> I, that term, I, I get how you say it rubs the wrong way, but... The idea of being of preemptive love, of thinking of yeah. the other before yourself and in in spite of yourself, yeah. um, hmm. that is that is flooded if we by distraction, disinterest. If we are not being attentive, if yep. we are not yeah. doing the works first, and if we are not, I mean, talk about love languages, right? Like those yeah. are the ways that we are building our romance, deepening our bonds of relationship. Yeah. Are we bilingual in that? He says. Are we romance occurs as both spouses become emotionally bilingual? Is what he says. Huh. So, like yeah. a romantic husband knows how to speak his wife's love language, and a romantic wife knows how to speak 
love in her husband's language. Wow. Well, I, so this is, I love how Jimmy does this because only, you can only do this when you've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> Seriously. You can only say th- things that he says. Yes. Because you're like, don't question. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> like, yes. And I've, I, I have the data in my head. I've seen it. So he says, this is what romance looks like to the wife. Mm-hmm. And I love that he can just put terms to this because I always feel really nervous to do that because <laughs> I'm always just hearing the one voice. It's like, how dare you tell me? How, you don't know women. Like, yeah, right. And Jimmy's like, I know women. Listen, <laughs> I've talked to plenty of them. And so he says to the wife, romance looks like emotionally. They want to be emotionally connected. Do you agree? Let me yes. know if you agree with these. Uh, uh, conversational. I thought that said controversial. Yes. <laughs> conversational. Yes, yes, yes. Plus, plus, mostly, plus. Mostly, not totally, but mostly non-sexual. Right. At first. At first. Okay. <laughs> and male initiated. That's interesting to me. Yeah. You you get more out of it when you feel me like pursuing your heart. And this is going to be, a, hear this term in a non-sexual way, but when I'm penetrating you in that way, I'm sorry, but when I'm trying to get into your heart and into your head. Yes. You feel more romance that way. Yes. Okay. Sorry to use that word. Was that, was that no, a weird? Okay. That's fine. Okay, so and then for the husband, for the husband, he says, uh, "Romance looks like it's honoring, sexual, fun, and comfortable." I wish Jimmy was here. I really have some questions for him. <laughs> you do, but does that make sense to you? Does that like you're like, yep? What did I text you? So I was, um, I was painting yesterday. Painting walls, not painting like murals walls. and yeah. like just I doing can't. my art, <laughs> like being myself. <laughs> We never clarified that. And I'm like, people are just like, what is he painting? I'm like- painting the inside of the house that we're supposed to be moving into because <laughs> the walls are super dingy. Anyway, uh, yeah. And so I texted you and you were like, hey, you know, <clears throat> we ordered pizza because our life's a wreck right now. <laughs> and, That's where we're at. And and so I was like, cheap I, I sent you, I was like, pizza's ordered. It'll be there. And you're like, hey, we'll wait for you. And I was like, don't wait. I'm going to try to finish painting the bathroom. <laughs> I'll be home like a half hour later than I planned. And then I said, I can't wait just to get home and just hang out with you and just like basically chill and watch. We were watching Mountain Men. That's the thing we're watching right now. <laughs> and that's that's the com- comfortable part. Yes. So and I think I, you wives, are more comfortable to me than any other I, place in the planet. Well, and see, I can misinterpret that as lazy, honestly. Well, I've like, just been painting your house for no, the last seven that. hours. No, no, so. no, 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 not that. <laughs> My house. <laughs> the comfortable aspect I because but I also can identify that as yes I want to be comfortable with you like that romance is something that has to be comfortable I think it's a requirement right sure but I can also say that as like oh you just want to come home and watch a show like if like don't ask me of me (laughs) just just don't ask me what I want to examine is why would I respond that way right why would a wife respond and say oh He just wants comfortable, he's just lazy and all of that. Well, because the preemptive love has not been a habit in their daily and weekly life, right? So is you, that a good argument? So ideally you would feel that, you would know that I'm not just caught, like I didn't, checking out in that moment, but exactly. I'm really just, I'm just needing rest with yes. my wife. Yes, and yeah. I knew exactly what you were saying because I know you, I know where we stand, I know that this mm. sounds like this lack of effort and just comfortable and being together sounds loving and it sounds awesome and wonderful and you want it. And that's good. It wasn't like a sexual thing. It was just like, and it wasn't a lazy thing. So Mm. I just want to, I guess, highlight that what romance looks like. And it's not just this, like, it's not a default. It is very much a, an active thing. Uh, Before we move on, we're gonna do the couples challenge after this, but I I glossed over it, but 
for a husband romance looks like being honored. I wanted you to, yeah, I wanted you to That's, touch on that. That is definitely like probably number one, like way high above the others. Like yeah. if I feel like you, um, it's not, it's not a baseless honor, but it's a sense of like appreciation. I think of a, uh, my role as your husband, like I, I, I hold a special place in your life. Right. And it's in a place that is that is unique only to me and that yeah. you recognize and you you expect me to step into that place. Yeah. I want it like you make me want to rise up and that feels super romantic. Um, and then when you also show honor for, you know, the fact that I was home later, but you weren't just mad at that. You were saying I got the sense that you were you're thankful that I was actually doing what I was yeah. doing for our family. Yeah. So, and and yeah. I think honor falls under or falls into the exact same realm as respect when Christ Christ. Sorry. Paul, I always intertwine like the Bible and whatever it says. It's like Jesus just said it all, and it's I know true. that's he did an, say it. All. I know so, yeah. but I don't want to be. I want to be correct in who I'm saying. Say the Bible says. The Bible says. <laughs> Billy Graham trick. Phone <laughs> sales trick. No, the Bible does say though that you know husbands yeah. or wives respect your husbands, and if I'm respecting you and you are feeling that, knowing that, then that mm-hmm. is a way of connecting with you and fulfilling some of those desires mm-hmm. to you know be romantic and to be together because if i'm honest we, we were teasing about valentine's day and how you didn't get me anything I didn't. or did you even think about it that didn't bother me in the, in the least but i can't but. believe you <laughs> what was, are you gonna say <laughs> i was honestly surprised that you got us anything because for one it snowed on valentine's day and so i was like nothing's I was happening prepared. he was so prepared he had three, stuff for all the girls I have and three daughters he had... and a wife i gotta be on my game <laughs> mother's day is terrifying to me <laughs> Well, okay, so I just right now. <laughs> I just come off of like we have we have birthdays from July until January, like and holidays in between that. So I just January and February to me are just like, oh, okay, we got through everything. So I'm not even thinking about Valentine's Day. I'm like, eh, whatever. It, you, we can have a candy bar, and <laughs> it's great, you know. And so the fact that you were on it, I was just like, I was so impressed. And I don't mean that in like you're never okay. on it, but you, you. There's there's a lot happening, and so yeah. It was, and I was like, did you get me anything? And you're like. I'll just wait till later. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> See? It's just got to be creative. So, so that's the gift that keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. There you all go. All right. What's the couple's challenge for this week? Uh, so think back to when you were dating. Yes. And then here's some questions for you. So get that picture in your mind when you were dating before you proposed. The highlight of when you were hi- dating. <laughs> well, ideally, that's why you got. Like, ideally. If you dated and now you're married. Some people have not be... great dating like seasons, okay, I think. Well, hopefully it was good. <laughs> uh, were there ways in which you were more empathetic toward each other? That's the first question. Talk about that. How can you begin to be more empathetic toward each other in order for your romance to be kindled? And then finally, are you being bilingual in your love language? <laughs> uh, if, you need, if you need more on love languages, go to fiercemarriage.com and f- just type in five love languages. Yeah. We have a lot of stuff on that. It's obviously a book by Gary Chapman. It's a perennial bestseller. They've sold Always. 20 trillion copies <laughs> in the last... <laughs> <laughs> trillion. Every day. It just sells them all. Oh, my word. So, yeah, ask yourselves those questions. Have, you know, carve out 10, 15 minutes to actually talk about it. You turn the TV off, put the kids to bed, and just 10, 15 talk. minutes, huh? Well, it'll start... I'm saying, I'm saying that, just... If you say 30 minutes, no one will do it. But 10 what? minutes, I'm like... I would it, ten do minutes it. will easily turn into thirty minutes. Okay. That's that's my, that's there my you argument. Go. It's all bait and switch. There you go. All right. It's all bait and switch. I'm the conversational one sometimes, so I'm like, you what? Just, yeah, I, I can long... be talkative too. Yeah, it's true. You chatty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, uh, let's pray and we'll call an episode. 
Sound okay? Yeah. Okay. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for uh, your love for us mm. and that your love never tires. It never uh, it never grows distracted or disinterested. Mm. Uh, you never lose that sense of um, delight in us because mm. we were created for your glory and your glory you shall have, Lord. I pray that our marriages would glorify you. I pray that the, the marriages of the couples and the, the husbands and wives listening to this would be increasingly glorifying mm. to you and not just static, not dying, but growing in their mm. glorification of you. I pray for the couples who feel discouraged that they would uh, find hope in your word. They'd find hope in the fact that you are uh, even giving them some um, things to act on right now, that you have not forsaken them. Mm. You will never forsake them. I pray that their faith would be expanded and then they would uh, take steps of faith in whatever direction you lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, speaking of direction, this was not planned, but we do have some some courses available. It's an ecosystem that we, we just built this year, just launched it a few months ago. It's called Gospel-Centered Marriage. Go to gospelcenteredmarriage.com. And we have uh, a growing content library there, uh, but that might be the first step in a growth direction for you. Uh, so I encourage you to go check that out, uh, gospelcenteredmarriage.com. I start with the six-week marriage core course, and then there are enrichment modules. And as we mentioned earlier, we have five that or two that are releasing in the next uh, week, two weeks. So Peace. anyway, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is... In the can. All right, folks, we'll see you again in about seven days. Until then... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.